Well, hi, and welcome to another episode of Women, Women in Real Estate Success Stories. I have got um, this amazing woman, right? many of you might know, and the, probably the reason that you know her is by all of the awards that she's won and that we see uh, Amanda Jane Gould. You are a legend um, in our industry. Uh, you run a really, really successful buyer's agency called High Spec Properties. You're located in Sydney and you've just opening uh, into um, Byron Bay as well. Yes. So congratulations. Right. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with you and your team for some time now and um, very much looking forward to having you as a guest because we've had uh, a focus on um, sales agents and principals, property management, and now um you today um, our buyer's agent so how did you get tell us a bit about your journey what did you do previously to go into real estate and how did you become a buyer's agent well thanks Julie and thank you for inviting me I'm really excited to have a chat with you today Uh, so I started buying property in 1988 and that's really where the passion first arose Um, I bought something uh, quite small, a little studio in Manly uh, for $66,000. Um, wow. The, the interest rate was 18.74% with mm-hmm. Australia Bank. And I was being paid 5900 a year as a travel consultant for Westpac wow. Travel. Um, I know, it doesn't seem real, doesn't it? And the other people that are younger, when they hear that, they're just not going to believe it. But back in the day, it was, it was the ethos of you used to get mortgages 10 times your wage, which was pretty spot on yeah. really what I was yeah. doing. Now, I actually was in travel, the travel industry for 27 years. So I worked in all different aspects of travel. I was a travel consultant for many years. I worked my way up. I ended up being uh, a team leader um, with 27 people under me in American Express. Then I was promoted and I was, um, they created a role just for me, uh, which was an executive concierge where I'd look after the top um 100 clients for american express that was ceo the cfo their partners their assistants and i do everything i could to make sure the experience that they had with um with american express um was the best of the best caliber and the the service that they received was amazing and if it wasn't then i had to go into um into a mode where i had to work out what 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 i could do to keep them on board because it was a lot at that stake uh, and having that role was very high intensity, but it was super rewarding at the same mm, time because mm. I come from a very um, customer centric. It was really in my blood from a very young age, um, starting in travel uh, when I was 17. So it really is just what I've come over from travel and started my own business in real estate. I just came with the same ethos and customer service yeah. in mind. Um, now, the reason I started in, in, in this industry, in, I had been buying property and selling property and renovating property over the decades. And a lot of friends and family would see me um, renovating and buying, et cetera. And they'd say, hey, can you come to an auction for me? I'm too scared to do this. Or, hey, Amanda, I think this agent might be playing games. Can you come and negotiate? Mm-hmm. So I'd say, okay, and I'd do it. And I wasn't licensed. I wasn't getting paid for this. It was just how I was spending most of my weekends helping family and friends. I might get a bottle of champagne if we wanted auction, mm-hmm. but that's about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a friend of mine in real estate said, you're actually doing what a buyer's agent does. And I said, oh, I've never heard of a buyer's agent. This was back in 2010, 10, yeah. And I said, oh, I've never heard of that before. And she started explaining it to me. And then I rang the Real Estate Institute, realizing that I, like, if I wanted to do this as a career, that I had to be fully licensed. 
and uh, and I and I got pregnant with my first and only child when I was forty, so that was two thousand and ten, and realised um, that my job as a BDM for a corporate travel company, where I was flying all over Australia, you know, three or four days a week, was not really sustainable in any way for with a baby. I just had yeah. to have something a little bit more flexible. And I thought, what do I know? I know fashion and I know property. I knew that there was no money in fashion because I looked at um, jumping ship for years before to it being a fashion buyer. And yes. um, it was, you know, sustaining the mortgages that I had and the money that they were offering just wasn't going to happen. So I thought, well, at least I know how to read a contract. I know how to negotiate. I know how to add value. I know how to pick a good property that performs because every single property I'd ever bought had performed. Yes, yes. The skill that really people might pay for and that's when I worked and I I started my my business, High Spec Properties, and I ran that on the side of my corporate job until I was so busy with this job at High Spec that I didn't have time for my day job. Wow. I didn't didn't know all of that. Hey, that's, um, yeah, I knew that that you had come from travel but not to that um, extent so and of course being corporate travel very competitive yes very competitive and, and I was I, big presentations to large corporates like a corporate that I won was Volkswagen um, yeah. with a you know quite a multi-million dollar spend and and doing presentations to usually boardrooms full of men you know 10 mm. 20 men asking and you know all these questions having to be on the fly and being able to answer everything otherwise you just don't get the business yeah, and, and so that would be such a great foundation to come into the industry and so service focus, which is obviously what you do. Absolutely. You know? um, and, and now we're hearing much more about buyers agents and it's it's coming into its own as well. So there's been quite a number of things that have um, catapulted that as well, like things yeah. like the block and all of that sort of thing. So what's the one thing you wish that you that you knew before you come into the industry? Look, I think that for me, it's building a successful team. Um, I did go solo as in I was the the main buyer's agent for many years and managing a team. And, you know, I always had associate buyer's agents or admin staff, et cetera. But I didn't really realise the importance of the team until Mm. now. And I've got such an amazing team now. You've got a great team. Yeah. And I love I, and I've never said this in all the years I've been doing this. I, I love managing now. Um, I love seeing them um, smash their goals. So I suppose um, if somebody had have said to me, hey, look, this is a really integral part of you growing a successful team and growing your business. Uh, if I had have had that sit down with somebody, that would have been a really great thing to have back then. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is all about the, the sustainability of, of any business, which you can only do with a, with a team, can't you? Absolutely. You can only yeah. so there's only so many hours in the day. And I was really feeling that. And I was quite obviously, it's a stressful job. I was working six, seven days a week. I wasn't seeing my daughter as much as I probably wanted to. And I thought I'd have more flexibility. I mean, the, the, the thing that makes me laugh is, oh, I'll have more flexibility that I'll be with Molly. And, <laughs> no. and I'm so busy that I don't get to see her as much. But she's certainly yeah. got a role, I suppose. Yeah. So coming like so now you're 10 years in, 11 years into the industry, yeah, which is great. So what what's been a probably that if you reflected and what's been the most valuable lesson that that you've learned coming into the industry? I think again building the right team but learning to fire um uh, hire slowly Sorry. and fire fast 
instead of the other way around. So I, I'm a very loyal person. I was born in the year of the dog. So I find it very hard, even if people aren't performing, to actually have those tough conversations. That's something mm-hmm. managers I've had to learn to, to do a lot better. Yes. Um, so, and I have had people that have been in the business for that have stayed on way too long um, that I should have really let go immediately instead of leaving them in the business for six months or a year sometimes. So I think that's been the most valuable lesson is learning to fire, higher, yeah. um, higher, um, slowly fire fast. Yeah. And I, it's really interesting you say that because you're same profile as me, we're coach profile. Yeah. And it is that we do get very, inve- like relationships are really, really important to us. Yeah. And we, we, you know, tend, they're not our most favourite thing to do to have those those critical conversations. So I also uh, think that um, hiring, sorry, Julie, um, hiring um, alongside the vision, mission, values is something that I did learn, um, you know, probably not as early as I probably should have. So really just sitting down and saying and, and asking questions in regards to my vision, mission, values, which are very customer centric. So Give me an example of when you did X, Y, Z, which is embodying the vision, mission, values. And I do that now when I'm hiring. And I think that's why the team is so great and so successful and we work so well together. Yeah, and that's so true. And we look at three critical, really critical areas in terms of when you do recruit a team. And the first thing is the fit, you know, is the cultural fit. And is it does this person align with my, 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 my mission and values and vision? Yeah. Yes. The second thing is, are they naturally attuned to that role? So do they have that natural, which, of course, where we work with clients of understanding um, the, the um, contribution that that person will bring to your business. And then the third thing, the bottom of the triangle, if you like, um, is, um, is their skill level and are they, are they trainable? And so if you can think about your recruiting in that triangle, that's the strongest structure that we have and there's three really essential elements. And the other thing I always talk about with clients is that you need to skill test Mm. because we can have somebody who says they're great at operating like Excel or whatever it is and we get them in and it's like a nightmare. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Support of um, your company over the years that I've been with you now um, from Agent Dynamics and and really being and having this profiling that we can actually refer to has mm-hmm. been a really big game changer for us too. Yes, because it does, it needs to become a living document, right? It needs to become a living tool within your business that you're constantly referring constantly. to. Constantly. Yeah, absolutely. Within a draw. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Otherwise, just education, right? And awareness. We need integration. Yeah. Um, in terms of, of using it within the business. So if you somebody was thinking about coming into the industry now as a buyer's agent, what would be the what would be the advice that you would give someone? Okay, I think this is a really it's a no-brainer and it's definitely very easy to answer, is working hard. Um, something I got told from an entrepreneurial coach at the beginning was um, for the first three years, you have to live and breathe your new business. Um, that you have to treat your business like a baby, like a newborn baby. Would you leave that baby to cry all night without going and checking if it needed food or it needed a change, et cetera? It's the same thing with a business. Would you just leave it to, to fix it in the nine to five or to answer that um, query in the nine to five? And while 
it, it hasn't been just three years for me. I've actually taken that ethos on and I'm still just like that when I first mm-hmm. started to when I am now. Um, but is really just, you know, powering on and doing what you need to do and building that reputation and being available and, um, you know, doing what you say you're going to do at the timeframes you're going to, you say you're going yeah. to do, no matter what. I don't yeah. care if I'm going out to dinner with friends. If I can't um, action something that I've told a client that they will get, then I will, the friends will just wait. Like this is a priority for me and my clients are a priority. And I would say work hard and make your clients and your business a priority. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And they're foundational things and they're simple things. Okay. I mean, they're not, they're not necessarily easy, but they're, they're simple. And I think it's like really, really key. So you talk about mentors who, um, and taking on that advice of, of, people that you respect within the industry who who have who's been instrumental in your growth in your journey uh, within your business I think somebody that I've really looked up to from the beginning since I met her at a property girls function and I think a women in real estate function obviously would be Leanne Pilkington um, she is just such an amazing woman that wears so many hats. Obviously, the GM of um, Lang and Simmons and now a co-owner. Um, she's the director of the Real Estate Institute. Um, what she achieves, what she has achieved and what she achieves on a daily basis is certainly mind-blowing. And I, I know she would be, you know, she would just shake her head. But to me, um, she's somebody that I would 100% look up to. She's certainly given me advice along the way and she's supported me. She had um, women in boards lunch with her, I think it's on this week or next week, um, which I'll be attending again, which she has on consistently. And I went to a number yeah. of those and um, tried to get on the board a couple of times and then she just gave me some tips and and now I'm on the board of directors and, and it was definitely her and Tim McGibbon, um, the CEO of the Real Estate Institute, who have given me that support um, and guidance to to give buyers agents the voice on the board that was something I probably wouldn't have tried myself to do I wouldn't have thought my voice was important enough but now I'm on it's like great because people actually come to me and say what do you think from the buyer's point of view and that's exciting to know that we Mm. do voice yes absolutely Um, definitely Anne um, and she also has fun doing it which is incredible she's she's awesome like she's just done She's done so much in terms of her, her contribution to our industry. Um, she's and incredible. A and a female to look up to. So all of the role models I'm going to talk about and people that have influenced me are definitely female. Um, Tanja Jones, who I know you know, um, we've been friends for many years before um, she was in the real estate game also. Uh, and uh, then we started working professionally as the coach as my coach and she has just been such a great support and guide over the years but she's also she's been here with me from the beginning um, from you know seeing my business go from strength to strength and as a person that's got no other no board of directors it's just me the buck stops here is having an accountability buddy like a coach that and no matter who that coach is but she has been amazing to me and my mentor because she's she's incredible you know she had those tough conversations I've been in tears before when I've realized something that I could have done better that I can't believe I haven't you know I haven't done why haven't I seen that why can't I see that my my staff are my clients you know and things like that she's made me sort of switch the way I've thought about things that's super important and she's oh, yeah. been amazing and also a friend and we also have yeah. fun. 
Um, yeah. You know, unfortunately, she was supposed to come up um, back in July. We were having our um, retreat um, up to the Blue Mountains, but yes. we've locked down ever since then. So she hasn't been up here to, to meet the team in person. But um, we also catch up with her, not only my coaching, but to help with the, the team's coaching. Fantastic. So an instrumental part of my absolutely course, yeah somebody that's accountable making me accountable for the goals I set myself otherwise it's very easy just to get caught up and procrastinate and not do what you say you're going to do yeah but that's me really but you know it is good to have and the third person I would say and, and I know she'll be probably shocked if she hears this is Virginia Brooks um I think from Resolver Recruitment she yeah. is another shining example of a fantastic female in the industry who's yeah involved. absolutely um she's consistently looking to expand and learn more whether it's uh, personal or professional development um she's growing her business constantly working out ways if it doesn't work she gets on to the next one she's very very much we've got a lot of synergies yeah. I met her at a property girls um my first property girls I think I met her and we were in the same sort of when they broke us out into teams. And I thought, really like this girl. I want to learn more about her. And we started talking. I thought, wow, we're very similar. Yeah, um, she's great. Deep personality mm. sort of thing. And, and really just kicking goals and seeing what works and what doesn't. And having some challenges, being able to talk to her. Sometimes I'll call her just to talk about a challenge that I'm having maybe with a, a team member mm. back in the mm. day when mm. I was having those, not so much now. Or, or about the growth of the business and what she's done and what I might I might be able to um, piggyback on. So she's we've got a lot of similarities there. Yeah. I think that um, she's been a great um, uh, support and sounding board for me also. Yeah, that, that's great. So, you know, it's like real estate. There's varying um, degrees of success that people have. It's those who succeed. They, they tend to have one, I guess, uh, consistent thing that they do that adds value to their clients. What would you say that's for you? What's your secret sauce? Uh, I would say my sheer determination and not taking <laughs> no for an answer. <laughs> Um, I'm like a dog with a bone trying to find a property for a client. If there is, if I can't find a property, the property is not out there. It doesn't um, exist. No, I, look, I think it's, and it's also coming up against roadblocks. And this is something that I've learned with my team is I'm good at finding solutions and coming at different angles to be yes. able to work out what that solution is. So I always think that there's a solution to every problem, but we may not be big enough um, and wise enough to be able to solve it at this time. Mm -hmm. But the more knowledge that you get, the, the, the more chance you will have at solving it. I love that. that. I love that. Yeah. And it might even be a day because you want to be better than you were yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah. So and and sometimes we just need things to like bubble away, right? And you wake up the next morning and you've got the, the solution. You're a yeah. little bit better tomorrow than you were yesterday. So let's just think, okay, that problem, let me think on it. I might not have a solution straight away, but it might be something that we can look at. Hey, um, you know, there's been negotiations where we've been in with, with um, agents and we've I've come at it from every single angle um, to help one of my team or, or one of my own negotiations. And I, I don't take things personally. It is very hard sometimes when you're in um, certain situations not to, mm. but I try to write it down and say, okay, well, what is the actual problem? Let's just take emotion out of it because it's easy. To yeah, it's that, that disconnection is like really important. So, okay, let's see what we can do here. Ha, let's just come at it from this angle. I think that let's be, let's be frank, it's got to be a win-win. It's got to be a win for the agent. It's got to be a win for us. If we can marry that up together, then we will find a solution. If we can't marry that up, um, then that's where the problem lies. You know, so it's yeah. really just 
being determined to, to get an outcome for the client. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to recap on all of those um, those key points. But tell us something, Amanda, that most people wouldn't know about you. Uh, well, I suppose some people already know this, but some people may not. Um, I speak fluent Japanese or I used to speak fluent Japanese. I wouldn't say it's fluent now. But look, I lived there um, in the 90s for three years from 93 to 96 and I didn't speak a word of it when I got there. And I learned, I love languages. I actually speak a number of languages, but Japanese would be the most fluent. I can speak a bit of German, Italian, um, uh, Indonesian, Chinese, but the most, um, it's one of my passions. Um, uh, the most fluent I, I became out of all of them um, would be Japan because I lived and breathed it. I actually wow. even dreamt in Japanese when I lived there. And that's when you know you are um, fluent uh, or in Japan, you say peta peta, <laughs> which is quite cute. Sounds like quite, quite mm-hmm. quick, quite quick. Um, so it, it being able to um, understand a completely different culture and, and articulate what I want to say and have conversations with people. Reading a newspaper, I can't say I could do because you had to know 5,000 characters and I knew about 200 and I just didn't have the patience for that. Yeah. But yeah. speaking conversational Japanese, yeah. I even went back in 2019 with a friend, um, Daniel, and we had good. We had yes, a, I remember um, that trip. Yeah, photos. Um, and even though it had been 25 years since I left there, and very minimal speaking since, I actually got we got by. You know, directions yeah. and that sort of came back to me. And the longer I was there, the more I could say. And I made jokes, and you know, it sort of all did come back to me. I certainly wouldn't call myself as fluent now as I was back then. Of but course not. Yeah. Give me a couple more weeks there, I, I think I would have been. So, no. I do languages, yeah. so, yeah. so from, from, from us catching up today, what I've taken away from today, from if I could just maybe encapsulate in a few words of why um, I can see why you've been so successful. And the first thing was taking all of that experience in American Express in terms of having the mantra about exceptionally high level of client services yeah. Um, and to give people the very best, um, the very, very best experience has held you um, in, in good stead. You're absolutely willing to have a go. You had a bit of a practice for a bottle of wine before, before you would uh, get your formal qualifications yes. in terms of taking that onto a, a full-time business. Surrounding yourself with good people. People yeah. that are going to actually lift you higher but hold you to account, okay, so that, that that will have those critical conversations and probably allow you to think or see a situation differently mm. and that there is always an answer to a question. You just might not be at that level where you're ready for that correct answer, but through keeping on learning and seeking that that, that you will grow exponentially in terms of your knowledge and of course your your dogged um, resilience and the ability to never ever give up on a client and find a property um, for that client yeah absolutely yes and if somebody's going to japan take you along because <laughs> you would you would be the the perfect tour guide yes you can play um, fishy and sake i'll be quite i know that. right i know that and of course um you know, you're a mum as well. So um, Molly is how old now? She's 10. She's 10? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I started and, business when I was breastfeeding her on, on maternity leave from my corporate job. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and if you pop onto um, Amanda's um, Facebook page, you'll see her that she has a little post there that she does gowns and, and greyhounds. Gowns and hounds. Yes. Gowns and hounds. And I'm um, always thinking of creative, uh, creative ideas in terms of how do we, you know, uh, keep at forefront of um, of our market as well. Well, it's Thank been fabulous catching up with you, Amanda Jane Gould. It's um, it's great. Can't wait to see you again in person. Yeah. And congratulations too. on your new office in um, Byron Bay. I look forward to working with your new team member there. Yes. And um, thanks so much. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no, thank you, Julie. Really enjoyed today. Yeah, it was great. Look forward to having a drink in person very soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.